and welcome to Ring of Tyranny. I'm your host, Alex Johns, and you are listening to the only Hashtag WrestleCast. In the Hashtag WrestleCast Nation, hosted by an ex-truth teller such as myself, we welcome you to the show. Whether this is your first time joining us, your 91st time joining us, thank you for joining us. We welcome you with uh, open arms and an open mouth, and we hope you enjoy the show. Uh, This is our... AEW Dynamite Files, file 0104. This is the fourth episode of AEW Dynamite on TNT that we're reviewing. It aired last night. Live TV, the live TV stream was interrupted a couple of times. And right off the bat, I'm going to let you know that we were interrupted ourselves. We were, you know, if you follow this show, and I don't want to get too deep into the, uh, the, 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 the backstory of the show. I know that I've gotten into a promise that I wouldn't get into it before, but, you know, a quick little explanation. Uh, I am an ex-truth teller, uh, meaning, well, we used to have a truth-telling operation out there uh, on the internet. We had an uh, online site, we had an AM radio show, we had an online radio show, a podcast, and we broadcast four hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, this was Data Fight, my truth-telling show, commonly sometimes conferred, referred to as conspiracy theorizing. Of course, that is not what we were doing at all. We were bringing people the truth about the government that they didn't want to hear, that the government didn't want them to hear, but was necessary and still is, uh, in my opinion, in many respects, to protect yourself against uh, a federal government that has it out for you uh, and your rights. But but that you know, operation spanned a decade. It was growing constantly. We had people talking on the forums about gun ownership and their rights, what to do if you got pulled over by a police officer, etc., etc. That was all interrupted by uh, a space alien who um, must have been listening from outer space or wherever the heck it is he resides and disliked the show so much that he came to Earth. He invaded Earth under the radar of our uh, agencies that would normally detect and try to stop something like this. He went under their radar. He had a his uh, his his species his 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 uh, people. I guess they're not really people. They're space aliens. But they had developed the technology to contact a, a life form such as us, an alien to them form such as us. Where, as far as we know from NASA and our government's announcements, we hadn't we hadn't developed the capability to contact a life form or a, a race of space aliens such as such as them. Uh, so he came to Earth. He posed as a human. He ran away my sponsors, ran away the people that supported my show and uh, destroyed the hard work of my blood, sweat, and tears. He stole my voice and ran away back to outer space, the back corners of the universe or wherever the heck it is he resides, and my voice was gone. I was voiceless, so uh, stroke of luck, my daughter, bless her heart, had been developing uh, an organic farming operation that we decided we'd, we used the rest of the money that we had to come out here somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific. Uh, and developed this organic farming operation that is sustaining us now. And, you know, we decided once, well, my voice was gone. And what I did was I got a subscription to the WWE Network and I started watching the WWE Network all the time while I was trying to recover, while I was praying every day, waiting for my voice to come back. I watched every Brett the Hitman Hart match and uh, just about everything else in between that I could anyway, rekindling an old flame with my old flame professional wrestling and then one day my voice magically came back my wife and i decided it would be okay for me to return to broadcasting i'm a born broadcaster i've got it in my bones i've got it in my blood i'm a third generation broadcaster first generation podcaster we decided it would be okay for me to return to the airwaves as long as i 
didn't go back into the business of truth-telling. So what do I do? I try to bring people the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion. I guess it was good enough to catch the attention of of, uh, the space alien who calls himself Dweebus. And he began to listen, and he began to get obsessed with the WWE coverage. And as we listened to our WWE coverage, he began interfering with my hard work and my blood, sweat, and tears again uh, here and there putting in his own episodes, etc., etc. And when I decided to relent and just give him his own segment on the show about WWE, because we weren't covering it as much anymore, you know there's uh, quite a bit of WWE to watch if you try to keep up with it. Uh, about 100 hours a week, and there's about 100,000 WrestleCasts out there in the house, hashtag WrestleCastNation, covering WWE exclusively. But when that happened, the men in black, the black helicopters, and the, and the, uh, and the black cars showed up on my property. Special Agent Clinton of the FDI showed up on my doorstep. He gave me the DEB grade throat lozenges that are allowing me to come to you now with this clear voice rather than the voice that Special Agent Clinton referred to as grating, annoying, and downright irritating. And uh, what happened? Uh, Basically, we had these truck rides into town. I'd take an early morning truck ride into town. The sun's not up yet. The people aren't up yet. Uh, We are up. We are we are riding into town, and that's where, you know, my producer, Bernie Prezito, I haven't heard from him in a while. I've tried to contact him. I haven't heard from him. Uh, the RSS feed owner have also sent an email or two to, uh, they were both in contact with Dweebus the Space Alien, so I'm not sure what happened there. But this is an early morning truck ride into town. Uh, 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 and what I'm getting at is, you know, we have this organic farming operation now. Somewhere in Texas, I'd rather not be specific, but close enough to Houston to where I was kind of following Game 2 of the World Series last night, the Houston Astros against the Washington Nationals. And uh, I was under the impression from last week that AEW Dynamite would replay again at 9 o'clock when it ended. And uh, that did not happen on TNT. It did not replay, I wonder. You know, there were a couple spots when I came in there and... and, uh, the feed was out. It said waiting for the live feed to return. Um, like it was disconnect, like they couldn't connect. And I wonder if maybe that had something to do with them not replaying the show. They re- they played some kind of game show instead that I had no interest in watching. But I missed, I missed good chunks of the AEW Dynamite last night, episode four. Now, now I, I caught, I caught important things, but. You know, I, I, my my view on it anyway is yeah, this is a good show. This is a good show. It's two hours a week. It's not 100 plus hours a week like the WWE that you have to keep up with. Just two. Just two. Two very entertaining hours, even if I, I missed big chunks of them because I was checking in on the World Series, checking on checking in on the Washington Naturals, kind of brutalizing the Houston Astros in Game 2. I believe the ending final score was 12-2. to two brutal, brutal, brutal game for anyone who's rooting for the Astros, uh, like me, um, that AEW Dynamite did not replay, so I did not get a chance to fill in the gaps that I had missed, uh, and, uh, well, if you, if you follow the show, if you listen to the show, and if you want to know more about that backstory that I got into a little bit there, you could listen to the 40 or so episodes that constitute season one of the show, you could listen to the 11 or 12 episodes that constitute season two of the show, and you can even listen to the 11 or 12 episodes that now constitute season three of this show. But um, uh, in my opinion, uh, AEW is uh, the show to watch right now. Uh, it's like a culmination of all indie wrestling, I would say, even though, you know, you could make the case that 
They've sold out to the man. I do, I do apologize for that. That was an early morning yawn, and I try to keep those to a minimum, but I am just a man, as I, as I like to say. Anyway, uh, you know, in my opinion, you should be watching AEW Dynamite. You should be supporting AEW Dynamite if you're a wrestling fan. This is the, this is the personification, the corporate personification of uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, rising like a phoenix from the flames to get his. Uh, to get his revenge, his comeback, I should say, against the WWE uh, personification of the evil empire head, headed by Vince McMahon, uh, who's a little bit like Darth Vader sometimes, but in much better shape. Uh, anyway, AEW Dynamite, I, I did catch most of it. I will cover most of it, but I think you should be watching it anyway. I don't think the purpose of my coverage, you know, we're trying to bring you the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion. Now, that doesn't, to me, always necessarily mean the most exact the most detailed, the most, uh, you know, uh, 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 shot-by-shot recap of a show so that we're just telling you what happened. Like, I mean, you know, I'm not broadcasting for this. I I don't know who needs a shot-by-shot recap. Just go watch the show uh, if you can. Uh, if not, I'll give you a general idea. I'll give you a general grade. i give this uh, this episode a, a B plus. Maybe I didn't see, uh, you know, that's pretty high. That's pretty high. We save, we save those A's for the very best, and we reserve those C's for a little bit of the very worst, and those D's for the absolute worst, and those F's for the unwatchable. But uh, i give this show a B plus. That's pretty close to an A. That's about as close to an A as you can get. Maybe it's an A. I didn't watch the whole show, but we started off with the Lucha Brothers, the greatest tag team in the universe. My favorite tag team, regardless of, uh, you know, Dweebus the Space Alien interfering with my dreams, uh, intercepting my dreams and turning them into nightmares where I see his true form. And uh, in my dreams, in my nightmares at least, he does look like Pentagon Jr., uh, which I already thought was a pretty frightening form. Uh, That's what Dweebus presents himself uh, to me as in his true form, which is quite scary, uh, which, you know, just imagine there's a Pentagon Jr. running around out there thinking about ways to terrorize, uh, earth, uh, uh, wrestling fans on earth. I mean, that's, that's a little scary, but, uh, regardless of that, uh, regardless of Pentagon Jr.'s visage haunting my nightmares, I'm a big fan of Pentagon Jr. in real life, especially when he teams up with Ray Phoenix and uh, this was a great match. It was uh, the Lucha Brothers against Private Party. The Private Party, uh, there was a lot, there were a lot of big moves in this match, let's just say. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Oh, excuse me, I do beg your forgiveness and your excuseness for that, I bet I am a man. Uh, but there was a big, this was a huge match between Private Party and the Lucha Brothers. Uh, they were flipping and dipping and uh, karate and all, all kinds all over the ring. It was amazing. A pretty, pretty incredible match, actually. I, I saw on Twitter uh, a lot of people were voting uh, this the match of the night. And uh, I, I, I may be inclined to agree with them. Now, I missed about three matches of the night, three or four. But this was an incredible match, worth the price of admission alone. Uh, the Lucha Brothers... One Now, I believe, I don't know if this was part of the tag team tournament. Yes, it must have been part of the tag team tournament because both teams won their respective matches. The Lucha Brothers beat uh, the uh, boy and his dinosaur team, Jurassic, the Jurassic Men, or or what's it called, when uh, Marco Stunt was filling in for Luchasaurus, and Private Party beat uh, the Young Bucks, which was quite a get. 
Um, the Young Bucks had a pretty great match later on this evening on AEW Dynamite. But first, Cody comes out to the ring. So Cody has a great, fantastic entrance. Uh, he comes out to the ring, and we, I hadn't really, there hadn't been too much of this uh, so far. Yeah, well, we've had MJF come out to the ring. We've had Chris Jericho. Oh, excuse me. We've had Chris Jericho come out to the ring and do his inner circle spiel. Um, Cody comes out to the ring, and, and he's talking, and, and uh, he's interrupted by Jericho. Jericho in the inner circle with Sammy Guevara, XLAX, and uh, um, Jake Hager are up in a private private suite, a private box watching the wrestling show. I guess they weren't they weren't booked for this wrestling show, so he bought a ticket, as we found out later, Jericho, and they're up in the in the in the box watching the show, and he gets a microphone and he starts talking trash to Cody. Cody's uh, Cody's friends start coming out. You got the uh, you got the MJF the Darby out. You got the MJF and uh, his brother Dustin Rhodes, aka aka Gold Dust. They all come out. Chris Jericho's talking his trash up in the box and. They start coming up, and Chris Jericho's like, yeah, I'm making fun of, oh, you ain't got nobody that, that scares me. And then, boom, who comes out? Diamond Dallas Page, WCW legend with his, uh, he comes out to a video promoting his DDP yoga, which is uh, very popular. This, this is a guy who uh, managed to get very, he was a bouncer, I believe, in the 80s, and he managed to get very popular at w, WCW. I was personally a fan, just an all-around See, it just seems like an all-around good guy. And then he does the DDP yoga as well, which has gotten very big uh, with wrestling fans and and uh, all kinds of people, really. Uh, DDP yoga is just one of them things that's taken off on YouTube, and they have their own site, and they've got a lot of subscribers, a lot of members. It's a huge thing, uh, which is great for people that uh, need to keep up their their health, uh, some kind of health regimen. It's it's great for them, and they do DDP yoga. And, it, and it, I mean, I hear lots of people talk. I know a couple people that do it, and they they uh, they swear by DDP DDPY DDP yoga. Uh, so DDP comes out, and obviously from all the yoga, I, I I mean the guy. How old is the guy? Guy's fifty-five to sixty-five somewhere in there. He's older than I think he's probably older than Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes was much younger. In the 90s, when when they were uh, wrestling big and wrestling at the same time, but DDP comes out. He's in great shape because he's been doing all the yoga. He does the diamond symbol. Lots of people in the crowd are doing the diamond symbol. And uh, now Chris Jericho looks a little scared. He looks a little freaked out. He's like, DDP, no, you don't come up here. And there, the Cody and the DDP and the Dustin Rhodes and the MJF to come up to the the, the 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 box where the private box where Jericho's watching with the inner circle. And uh, Jericho and the inner circle hide in um, in a closet in a in a little room. It's a there's a glass door separating a little room, and they hide in there and lock the door so that Cody and DDP can't get in. But Cody wraps MJF's Burberry scarf around his hand and busts it and busts the window. He gets in there, he pulls Jericho out, and then they start fighting in the in the in the lobby there where the snacks are. They start throwing each other into the snack carts, and Jericho's very upset. Very upset. He's got his ticket. He's saying, I'm a paying customer. I got a ticket. This is no way you treat a customer. And uh, Cody throws him into the Dippin' Dots uh, station, into the ice cream. And it's Big Al Brawl and AEW security. There's tons, tons of AEW security come out. Pull the guys apart. Jericho keeps boo-hooing about his ticket. He's holding his little ticket and going, I'm a paying customer. I'm a paying customer. Well, you know, I, I, 
that's great that Jericho paid for that ticket, but how many other paying customers in the audience get to get a mic microphone while Cody's trying to talk and interrupt Cody? You know, uh, Jericho's having a temper tantrum. He's a mess. He's been thrown into the into the snack bar and the Dippin' Dot station. So uh, this was a pretty great, pretty entertaining to watch. I gotta gotta admit, even if Jericho his rights technically may have been violated a little bit there, it, this was a very very entertaining to watch Cody kind of give him the business and the lead up to uh, to full gear, the pay-per-view that's coming in a couple of weeks. Um, after that, uh, we had, there was a match with SCU and the Dark Order that I completely missed. Unfortunately, I haven't really gotten to see the Dark Order in action. Uh, and, and SC, sorry, not MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, SCU, uh, SoCal Unlimited uh, or Uncensored, I believe. Uh, they had a match against... Um, they had a match against the Dark Order, and I did miss that match. I was watching the Houston Astros. Uh, they were still, I believe the Houston Astros had tied it up with the Washington Nationals at this point, two and two, uh, getting kind of neck and neck there. Um, but uh, when I came back uh, to AEW Dynamite, the Young Bucks were going up against the, uh, the Young Bucks were going up against the best friends, uh, Trent and uh, Chuck Taylor. Trent Beretta and, T- and Chuck Taylor, the best friends. Now, this was a good match. These guys are a little more traditional, uh, the best friends. I hadn't really seen them wrestle as much neither in, uh, in their match. They were a little more traditional, and that was pretty fun to watch. Uh, watch them go up against the flippity, flippity-dippity young bucks uh, who were doing all kinds of moves all over the ring. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, one thing, Orange, uh, Mr. Orange Cassidy, who wears all, uh, all jeans and a white shirt, jean jag, doesn't say very much, uh, gives a little... A limp thumbs up and, and uh, tries to wrestle with his hands. And well, he wrestles with his hands in his pockets. But at one point, he comes in to help the best friends, just runs up to the top rope and does a big uh, kind of a cannon, just just launches himself, hands in pockets, uh, into the young bucks who are outside the ring. Now, I was a little confused by this because I thought, you know, the uh, refs would have called some kind of interference. Maybe I missed... Uh, Maybe I missed the ref getting knocked out of the ring or something. I don't know if the ref just didn't see it. But Orange Cassidy comes in, he helps, and that was a big move. I was, woo, oh my god! I was, I was like, I was like, why where did he come from? And then he jumped off the top rope into the into the uh, into the Young Bucks, knocked him out. And the Young Bucks, oh man, there was a, there was a point where Nick Jackson got dropped on his neck and he's holding his neck. And man, I thought he was hurt. I thought he was hurt bad. He looked like he was hurt bad. And uh, you know. I'm, I'm pretty amazed that uh, AEW's already at the point where they can do these live TV uh, events with these much larger crowds than I think a lot of these... Excuse me, that was a Tarzan. That was a Tarzan. That was Tarzan yawn. Uh, that was a Tarzan yawn from a man. He's, I'm just a man. That I'm yawning. It's the early morning. The sun's not up yet. The people aren't up yet. I'm, I'm up, though. I'm the early birds. The early birds are up going after the early bird worms. Um... Anyway, Orange Cassidy interfered, and there was no interference called. The match went on, and uh, the Young Bucks eventually won the match, which was kind of a surprise. I didn't know if they would win because, you know, they, they lost their match against Private Party, got knocked out of the tag team tournament. I guess this was just kind of a match outside of the tag team tournament, but I enjoyed the best friends uh, as competitors. Uh, Their taunt, you know, wrestlers have kind of a taunt that they do especially if you play them wrestling video games you get it you have a control even for a taunt when you knock a an opponent out of the ring you can taunt the opponent and get the crowd kind of cheering and this and that uh, the best friend's version of a taunt 
was to give each other a big hug, and I, I liked that. They gave each other a big hug, and then uh, returned to the fighting once the young the young bucks collected themselves after Orange Cassidy barreled himself into them. Uh, but I was very impressed with the best friends. I was impressed the the uh, the technicality, the technical prowess of the best friends. They were more of a more of an old school suplexing, uh, drop kicking. Just uh, old school technical wrestlers. I was kind of surprised by that. It's not what I was expecting, but that's what I got. And I was very impressed. I'm excited to see the best friends perform again. Because a lot of this, you got a good balance at AEW of, of, uh, of competitors that flippity dip around the ring and spin around on people's shoulders and flip them around and stuff like Private Party, the Lucha Brothers, the Young Bucks. These are kind of your flippity dippity teams. And then you got kind of the old school, more uh, technical style, you know, uh, uh, that's kind of SCU and uh, the best friends and I don't know the Lucha, the boy and his dinosaur team I mean Luchasaurus is kind of in between he's 7 foot and he's doing these flippity dippity moves and that's just impressive uh, but he's hurt still as far as I know and they got knocked out of the tournament by the Lucha Brothers I believe so anyway the Young Bucks won a match and uh, that was uh, fun to watch, it was a good match uh, it's a good matchup, you got the flippity dippity against the tradition the traditional, and we're starting to see a lot of that in uh, in AEW. I mean, you see that in uh, in the other promotions as well. But I think AEW is doing it doing a pretty good job of of, uh, of uh, keeping it entertaining. Anyway, um, I saw a little bit of the Britt Baker match. Uh, I'm, I apologize. I will uh, correct this. But she was going up against a lady who I was not familiar with. I hadn't seen, but I actually thought what I saw was was pretty good. Um, you know, you see a lot of stuff on, on, uh, the online about the women's, uh, wrestling in, uh, AEW not being, not being so great, or at least not half as good as the women's wrestling in WWE. Look, a lot, there's a lot more women wrestlers in WWE. That's a much more developed, uh, a much more developed, uh, whew, that's a much more developed group of competitors, fact, uh, uh section of the, of the roster. Uh, whereas AEW doesn't have as, half as many competitors, not even a quarter as many competitors. Uh, they only seem to only really be devoting about one match uh, a night to the women. And, uh, you know, you, while you could you, you could say, oh, that's not equal, that's not equality. Well, uh, it seems to me that WWE has gobbled up pretty much all the women wrestlers out there. So, I don't, you, you know, it's really up to whether these women want to leave uh, and go to AEW and make it bigger. I, I thought that uh, Tennille Dashwood, a.k.a. Emma, was on the AEW roster, but I haven't seen her. I don't know if she's come out. There was a little thing where Brandy uh, Rhodes, Cody Rhodes' wife, uh, kind of did this weird thing. She was trying to hypnotize one of the, one of the uh, interviewers. And uh, it was around this point, or, uh, well... I was watching. I was watching the Astros, and uh, I had to go out. I had to run out to the store and get a uh, get a little snack uh, real quick. Uh, you know, well, the store. I don't. I didn't. I don't mean the store necessarily. I had to get. Uh, I had to run out to the storage. It's like a storage shed. I call it the store because I got racks of racks of snacks out there and. And I went out there uh, during a key moment of the World Series Game 2 and uh, pulled a snack off the racks. And uh, and uh, when I got 
I got a little sidetracked there trying to, there was a spider in there, so I was trying to deal with it. And when I got back, it was already five till, and I was looking at the World Series, putting the snack in the fridge. And uh, by the time I did all that, AEW Dynamite was over, so I missed it. I missed completely the John Moxley and the Pack uh, match. Apparently, this ended in a draw. Apparently, it was a great match, though, and I am a little disappointed I missed that. I'm, a, I'm becoming a huge fan of both wrestlers. I did like Neville, and, uh, you know, John, Dean Ambrose was okay in WWE. I mean, if you've, there were, sh- there were little hints of greatness there, but if you've listened to his interview, you can, you can see that he has a lot of, uh, he, he likes having a lot of control over his over his presentation, and uh, I do think John Moxley's doing a great job uh, in that regard at the new place at the AEW, but I did miss this match, so, um, you know, a little bit incomplete for the very best, and this is, you know, we're still trying to bring you the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion here at Ring of Tyranny, folks, but uh, we can only do so much, especially, uh, you know, I paid for it. I am sorry that I, I can't fully cover, uh, bring it to bring it detailed, shot by shot analysis of, of 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 AEW Dynamite. But maybe maybe you don't want that in a hashtag WrestleCast. Maybe you come here uh, for you know I don't know. May, I hope my review of the show was entertaining. I will tell you I paid for it. The Houston Astros lost to the Washington National Nationals 12-2, pretty much in the uh, innings that took place after. Uh, AEW Dynamite. I'm not sure why TNT did not replay AEW Dynamite. I was excited because I thought that was going to be a regular thing. I believe WWE used to do that in the day. Maybe they do do that on USA Network. I don't often watch Raw on USA anymore. Uh, I'll catch that later. But anyway, that was our review of the show. If, if, you, if you do, you know, if you have a problem with it, you have, feel free to email us. We just want to know you're listening. Um, we get a lot of emails uh, that are kind of silly, that seem like they're from silly people, um, and it might all be from the same silly person. You know, we get we, we haven't gotten so many lately, but those emails from the Flat Earthers, the Square Earthers, the Triangle Earthers, the Pentagon Earth Experience, well, yeah, those kind of dropped off, which is nice, but we were getting those for a while, and I was starting to suspect that was all from, from maybe one or two people just acting silly. Just a couple couple of Looney Tune wackadoos. Um, if you want to send us an email, even if you just want to complain about the coverage, send us your criticisms, your comments, your complaints, um, your compliments to uh, ringoftyranny at gmail.com. That's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to become a patron, oh, yeah, let's play the... Uh, you know, we have a patron over there at Patreon. We've had a Patreon for months. Uh, we have one patron, our beloved patron, TEC Bid, with the X-Men avatar there. He is uh, still a patron, even though we've gotten an email uh, here or there, here and there. Don't tell Special Agent Clinton that uh, we're still not supposed to be receiving his money. Um, I'm not sure what that's about. We're receiving his money. Um, he's out of the hospital, apparently. Uh, but here, okay, let's play the, since he is our, our only patron, we do have a song for him, an, an appreciation song, so let's play that now. T-E-C bed, thank you for your bed. T-E-C bed, thank you for your bed. You commented, but you made history with um, Alan and Bertie. So thank you, patron, our first patron. <laughs> Oh, okay, and that was the TEC Bid appreciation song. Um, if you'd like to join Mr. Bid and support this operation, uh, support 
this ragamatag uh, operation, the wheels, you know, help us put a little air in our tires for these early morning truck rides into town. Help us, baby, if you like this show, man, you need to get on over to patreon.com slash ring of tyranny. That's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y. And uh, go ahead and you can become, you know, the second, the third, even the fourth patron over there with Mr. T-E-C-B-N. Uh, and... Uh, we, we do appreciate your, your listenership. If you become a patron, we especially appreciate your, your patronage over there. And uh, we'll do everything we can to make this more of a respectable operation uh, again. Uh, we're trying. You know, we got space aliens coming in and, and invading and interfering and taking away voices and destroying the hard work of a man's blood, sweat, and tears because they had, apparently them space aliens out there in the corners of outer space and the corners of our universe, the dark corners, have ain't got nothing better to do than invade my dreams and turn them into nightmares where he's portraying, pretending to be Pentagon Jr. and evil, the malicious Pentagon Jr. Anyway, uh, send us an email, ringoftyranny at gmail.com. Join us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash ringoftyranny. Uh, this has been another episode. Uh, this has been another report of the AEW Dynamite Files. And uh, you have been listening to Ring of Tyranny. I'm Alan Johns, and uh, we do appreciate it. So come back and join us next time on our next early morning truck ride into town. We're going to be covering uh, the latest episode of Chicago PD. Go check on the Chicago PD folks. Send, send me any, tweet me. Tweet me and tell me how the Chicago PD is doing at Ring of Tyranny on the Twitter. And uh, we do hope to see you again soon. And uh, like I like to say, uh, may the good Lord take a liking to you and suplex you real soon. Good night. Good morning. <laughs>